man, Brother Ford, to come. Man, this, there's no strings attached to this pulpit, I promise you. Whatever he feels in the Holy Ghost, whatever he feels directed, amen. I want to obey the Lord tonight. We're not in a rush. We're not in a hurry. Amen. We're here, amen, to have a move of God. We're here to worship and let God work in our lives and our hearts. I firmly believe that there's still some lives here he wants to touch. Amen. Minister to and work on behalf of. He wants you to leave far different than what you came. That's the whole purpose of coming to the house of God. A renewing can take place in our minds, our hearts, our spirit, our lives. It's, it's, it's no place like the house of God. No place like coming here and to worship God in song and praise and the word. We're thankful that you're here and so thankful for Brother Ford. Only come, just obey the Lord, obey the Holy Ghost. You're going to have him preach? No, he's not a stranger's pulpit. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome. God bless you, brother. a little bit too long for me would you try it again and do that for Jesus aren't you glad he's here come on aren't you glad he's here I said act like you believe he's here tonight clap your hands shout come on act like you believe he's here I like you believe he's doing something in your life, in your spirit right now. Hallelujah. He is the I am. Oh, I love you, Lord. And I pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord again. Thank you, Pastor Moore. Amen, amen. I love my pastor. My favorite preacher in all the world. That's right. That's right. There's a lot to be said about things, right? Is there somebody here that just wants me to get out of the way because you really like to talk to God tonight? Are you just ready for the preaching to be done because you want to talk to Jesus? and You want to seek after him and find him.
God, if I just take my time, let God work in your heart, your mind, and your spirit for just a moment. Pastor Moore was talking, exhorting, magnifying God, and talking about the good power of the Holy Ghost and how that fire came down on the day of Pentecost because it had to fall on that day. It, it could not. It was impossibility for it to happen any other day. Because in the Old Testament law and the prophets, the feast days spelled it out. I'm going to do something brand new. The feast of weeks. The feast of Pentecost. That's why it says it like this. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Well, hallelujah. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they all were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. And cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them. Matthew 3 and 11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Talking about John the Baptist. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John answered, saying unto them, I am all, I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I cometh, the legend of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now God wants to baptize somebody with fire tonight. If you'll let him. That's not what I'm going to talk about. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, Pastor Moore. I'm in one of those spots.
I normally have things kind of, got me some paper in there so I can turn to it and read it. I didn't get to get that done. The lights went off. And uh, about the time I was starting to do that. And uh, just, uh, it's been a day that was different for me. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Hallelujah. Everybody say amen. a song on my mind. I can't sing a lick, but it, it just won't go away. My voice has been bad for a while now. It's, I've been uh, battling my yearly thing. Oh, you got the COVID. Let me, let me tell you something. I ain't got no COVID. Now, I don't say there's nothing to it and there's no such thing and all that stuff. You can call it what you want to call it. I, it doesn't matter to me. You can call it, I don't know, the Wanahakalugi uh, virus or something. I, you know, I mean, I, you can call it whatever you want to call it. It's something that makes people sick, right? They lose their taste and their smell and different kind of things. I, and I even it takes some people from this walk of life now. Whether all the stuff that's out there that says whatever, you know, that's neither here nor there. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. We will put our trust in the name of our God. Trust in the name of the Lord our God. I've lived long enough now to realize that the medicines of this world really... I've got loved ones back here, Pastor Moore, that says doctors and medicines are really not the answer. But there's a God that John said it like this, that so loved the world that he gave. And whether or not he realized at the time he penned those words in the full extent that because of Isaiah 53 he could pen for God so loved the world that he gave and because of his own testimony and how that he had walked with him and saw what he'd done for three years three and a half years he saw the mighty move and working hand of God for his own self he began to pen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But Isaiah 53, Pastor Moore, is something that's, I know we hear it a lot. And, uh, but it's something that's been on my mind and my heart for a year or so now. Just, and I've even talked about it, but I can't get away from it. The writer of the book tells the story of a man that's, it's not a beautiful story. It even says that it's, 
He's not one that you would desire him. He's not comely. He's not well looked upon. He's despised, rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. But it said, but, and with his stripes, we are healed. And I think about Calvary and the story of the bloody beaten Savior as he hung on a tree. As they took him out of the courtyard after having scourged him with a, with a cat of nine tails. Thirty-nine stripes put up on his back with a whip that had wire and bone and nails and whatever they could find entwined in the metal upon the end of that rod. That when they took it and they, they wrapped it around his body and pulled, that it would literally pull chunks of flesh and meat out of his body so it laid bare his rib cage. Furthermore, he was a bloody beaten mess, but he took it all that I could have salvation and that I could have everything that I need in this life. He paid a price that I could be healed right now, today, in this house. And I'm going to claim it. I'm not going to let the devil steal from me what God purchased. Saint of God, you need to look the devil in the eye. And you need to speak to the enemy of your soul every once in a while and say, Devil... I'm not having this junk you're trying to give me. God purchased me. He paid a price for me at Calvary. And I claim the blood. I plead the blood. I claim the blood of Jesus Christ right now on my mind, on my life. He loves me as though I'm the only child he's got. Because only a God, like our God, can love every one of us the same way. With that same enduring love that never faileth. And as time is going on, for the more the urgency of the hour, and this must be why this song, because it don't go with what I'm going to say, but it goes with what his heartbeat is, what he was talking about this morning. I used to think that we had all the time we need to plow the field and plant the seed. But now I realize the darkness skies say night is stealing on. And while we wait, it's growing late till day is gone. So say not tomorrow, I'll hold to the plan. 
There's no time to borrow. Think about it. It's summer now. The helpless millions reach out for mercy's hand. While God still searches for someone to till the land. So many die, never knowing why he came like fallen grain, and we're all to blame. Cause in his nail scarred hand, there is a deed to a land of abundant and he seeks for you to join the few and work the field and say not tomorrow I'll hold to the plow there's no time to borrow it's summer God still searching for someone. Oh, don't you want to see him brought in? Don't you want to see him brought in? Say not tomorrow. I'll hold to the plow. There's no time to borrow. You see, it's already summer now. Reaching out for mercy's hand While God's still searching For someone to till the land Yes, God's still searching For someone to till the Come on, give God some praise today. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. God, I just want to be like you. I just want to be like you. I want your power and your presence emanating from my being, oh God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God. Let me read a scripture so I can say I read one. I don't know. I might just dismiss you and let you go and tell you uh, you listened well for what I said, what little it was. Amen. But uh, uh, let me see where this is. Hallelujah. I didn't write it down. Hallelujah.
right here. And I can't see it for looking. <laughs> but anyway, it says, uh, there it is. And I looked at it two times. Chapter 13 of Hebrews says, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable in all, the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Verse 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have, for he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Praise God. Good to have all of our guests with us tonight. Thank you for being here. Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Everybody say always. Even to the end of the world. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your great and mighty power. God, I thank you for your truth, your love, your mercy, your grace. God, that you've allowed us to be a part of your kingdom. We're so thankful. God, that your word is true. It's forever settled in heaven. will never pass away. We thank you for your word. God, we want to walk according to the precepts of thy law. Even after the intent of thine own heart and thy own spirit, O God. For we know the letter killeth, but the spirit it giveth life and maketh alive. So therefore, God, we don't only want to walk in the letter of the law, but in the spirit of the law, which is life and peace. God, we praise you. We thank you. Give us ears to hear what the spirit is saying to the church in this last day. God, guide your people. Direct us, Lord. Help me to speak to this, thy so great a people. Only words, O oh God, that are true, that are holy, and that are from you. In Jesus' name, I love you. I praise you. I thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Lord, bless you. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Uh, so the scriptures I read before you tonight are in your in your hearing. Uh, uh, God telling us that I know where you are. I know what you're going to be going through. Uh, I've got it all mapped out. I, I've got this whole scenario uh, that you're in right now. The the the. I guess you could call it a conundrum that you're in right now, whether you don't know whether you're uh, in this present world and in the things that are, are happening and going on. We don't know whether we're batting or catching. 
We don't know whether we got to put on a mask or take it off. We don't know whether we got to, uh, you know, do this or do that. Uh, you can take the vaccine or you, you don't have to. It's, uh, it's approved by the FDA. No, it's not approved by the FDA. So it's not approved medicine, so you really don't have to take it. But Mississippi's health board, the main man, says we're going to have to uh, force them or make them all take the vaccine, which is... If it's not FDA approved, then it's experimental medicine, and they can't make you take the vaccine. So, you know, the other side says, we can, we can't, you must, or we're all going to die. And if you take it, then you're going to die because it's killing more than those that I don't know what's going on. It makes my head hurt. It gets to spinning round and round. And then all of a sudden, I get a picture of a cross. And I get a picture of the Savior. And I get a vision of Calvary. And I think about, it's not about what they say. It's about what he says. It's about what the blood says. It's about whether it's enough or not. And whether I believe him or not. Wars, rumors of wars. Earthquakes, pestilence, all these things happening. Floods in places that don't have floods. In the desert, Arizona, Oklahoma, different places, flooding. And they say in California, they're running out of water. The taps are running dry. All across the world, floods. Massive, massive flooding. Record breaking. Never seen before in the lives of any of us are living today. But he left us these words. It is written, for I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. But I will be with you always. And there's something about Isaiah penned it, and I read it the other day. He says, the word has gone out of my mouth, and it shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that whereunto I have sent it. And so the word of God, we understand that uh, the world, if through faith and by faith, we, we believe that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So the reason that you're here tonight is, uh, is that uh, faith cometh by hearing. And, and hearing, it comes by the Word of the Lord. That means uh, that you've got to hear for faith to be present, the Word of the Lord. But when you have faith and you hear the word of the Lord, then you've got to, there is action that takes place that says faith is present. Because if you do nothing, then nothing is present. That's why James could say, if you show me your faith without your works, I'll show you my faith by my works. He said, but you can't show me faith without works. For Faith without works is dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so... God has given us uh, exceeding precious promises whereby we can escape the world that is to come and the things that are coming upon the world. And uh, I was, uh, 
You know, I look at the, the landscape of our times and uh, I look at the things that are happening in the churches. Everybody say in the church. Now, I know there's many denominations and I'm not here to, to cast down or castigate any uh, one denomination. I am only here to preach, thus saith the word of the Lord. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not somebody that takes delight in the tearing down what somebody may believe, except that I tear down a falseness that they have believed in that is not going to see them through to the end. But I don't take glory in that in the sense of hurting or trying to destroy. But the Word of God is quick and powerful. That means it's alive and powerful and sharper than in a two-edged sword. So I am bound by the, the Spirit of God and by the power of God and by the Word of God to preach the Word of God without fear or favor and to let the people know the Lord is coming back to judge you out of the books what are written therein. And every man, small and great, is going to stand before Him. And the books are going to be open. And they're going to be judged out of the things written therein. And so, I'm not, uh, it's not my intent to preach theology tonight, but I would like to, just for a moment, uh, just for a moment, to talk about a scripture that's been on my mind. I hadn't read it yet, but I will. Uh, but uh, it's... I don't know when it, but I couldn't, I, I couldn't get rid of it. And uh, I don't know if Brother Moore is like this, but sometimes I don't know what to do with him. It's just a scripture. God, I need something to go with it. Please, if you don't mind. <laughs> just a little bit. And uh, my wife says, you always say you don't have nothing to say, and you stay up there over an hour. <laughs> Go figure. Hallelujah. And, uh, huh, yeah. So I want to read, I want to read a scripture if I might. First Kings in the eight fifty six it says, Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised. Everybody say, All that he promised. There hath not failed. Everybody say, Hath not failed. One word of all his good promise, which he promised. By the hand of Moses, his servant. Well, hallelujah. 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 And uh, I just want to talk to you tonight that God, don't forget. 
God don't forget. Hallelujah. I'm just going to wait. And so, this said in the scripture right here is in a time when, when David had been king of Israel. And he had longed, his, his heart longing, Brother Moore, was to build a house for the ark of the Lord. To build a house and a temple unto the Lord his God. That was his utmost desire. Was to, to build unto his God an edifice or a tabernacle. A temple. I don't know if it would have been so ornate as what Solomon done or not, Brother Moore. But I do know that David, the Bible says, was a man after God's own heart. I, I know the struggles that David had, I, uh, and I, I understand how that uh, he got to where uh, he was. And uh, I know that uh, as just a boy that God had him anointed as next king of Israel while the current king was still in office. And God had already chosen a man and had already uh, put the other one aside. In his mind, Saul was not king anymore but the king that the Lord had chosen was already anointed on the backside of a of a pastor in a desert somewhere tending over a little flock of sheep and the spirit of the Lord was with him and came upon him that he could slay a bear and he slew a lion with his own hand and he became proficient with the sling and with a stone with a stone and he began on that in that pastor I believe it's where some of those great psalms and some of those great hymns in the book of Psalms were written. He said, Oh, magnify the Lord and see, and taste and see that, or magnify the Lord with me and taste and see that the Lord is good. Hey, folks, he was back there, he was playing his harp, and there was something about David that the power of the Most High was with him, and that it was that when they needed somebody to drive, the evil spirit that God had put on the current king that they got the little boy from the backside of the desert with a harp in his hand and when he would play on that harp the power of the most high would come into place and it would soothe the demonic power of the evil spirit that was buffeting the man that was currently king And so David, when he becomes king and takes the office and Saul is gone off the scene. You know the story how he brought the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem and got it from the Philistines and from the, the, the place of, of Obedidim. And then it brought it and got it to uh, Onan and then, uh, you know, the threshing floor and he, and he paid for the, the threshing floor and, uh, and, uh, yeah, and, he, and he got the Ark of the Covenant back. But uh, when he gets the Ark of the Covenant back, it's, uh, Brother Moore, it's not the same as it was when they were coming through the Red Sea and Jordan and came into the promised land.
you know, I didn't have time to write all this stuff down, and I'm, I'm just going to have to tell it, I guess. Best I can tell it, I was going to read it, but. Uh, finishing the temple is dedicated, so. Anyhow, it says that, uh, that when they placed the Ark of the Covenant in the holy place. There it is, 8 and, and 9. It says that they drew out the staves and they took the Ark of the Covenant and placed it in the most holy place beneath the cherubims. It said, For the cherubims spread forth their two wings over the place of the Ark, and the cherubims covered the Ark and staves thereof, and they drew them out and they set it in the holy place before the oracle. They are not seen without, and there they are unto this day. So the staves are there to this day, or at the writing of the book. There was nothing in the ark save the two tables of stone, which Moses put there at Oreb. When the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel, when they came out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass, when the priests were come out of the holy place, that the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Then spake Solomon, the Lord said, that he would dwell in the thick darkness. I have surely built thee in a house to dwell in and settled place for thee to abide forever. And the king turned his face about and blessed all the congregation of Israel. So in the Ark of the Covenant, Brother Moore, there were still the tablets of stone. But what was missing was the golden pot of manna and Aaron's rod that budded. Now look, I'm going to try to help you to get your mind settled and your heart fixed and to help you establish yourself on the Word of God and to help you that you might contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints that you be not moved by every wind of doctrine and every slight and cunning of man that's coming upon the world today and that are, are preaching, uh, uh, you know, real feel-good things. You know, it's amazing to me, Brother Moore, that the, the, the golden pot of manna, which was the provision of the Lord and, and how God had provided for them in the wilderness for 40 years. The manna fell from heaven every morning and every evening. It fell six days, but the seventh day there was no manna, but sixth day you picked up enough for the Sabbath. For that is a day of rest. And there's a lot to be said. My mind's been going everywhere. I, I even wanted to try and talk about rest because 
the rest of the Lord and, and what that is, the Sabbath, and why was it instituted, and, and what does it mean? And, and Hebrews talking, he said, less uh, that in the provocation, he said, when they went against God in the wilderness, he said, lest they should enter into my rest. And uh, he wasn't going to let them enter into his rest because of unbelief. And because of unbelief, they could not enter into his rest. But Isaiah said, this is the rest wherewith ye shall cause the weary to rest. And that was a stammering lips and other tongues. Will I speak to this people? But for all this, they will not hear. This is a rest. This is a refreshing. I'm telling you, there's something about the rest of God. It is more than meets the eye. That's why he could walk through the field on the seventh day. And they could pick the corn. And they could eat the corn. And nothing could be said. He said, for I am the bread of life. And I am the rest wherewith ye shall cause the weary to rest. I am the Sabbath, the Lord thereof. And so, I give you just a snippet of that. This Holy Ghost, this Holy Ghost in fire, it's the rest. Lest they should enter into my rest. And so, they have their pot, the pot of manna. It's missing. Aaron's rod that budded, it's gone. It's not in the ark anymore. It's been taken I don't know who took it. I don't know when it left. I don't know how, how, when, where. I don't. I just know that when Solomon dedicated the temple, that in the ark there was not the golden pot or the rod that put it. It was Aaron's rod that spoke of the miraculous, mighty, magnanimous, unmatched power of God. For it was that rod that they put out with the others that night. And it said and in the morning that Aaron's rod had budded when they wanted to know who was going to be the man, the high priest. Hey, who were you going to who was going to be in the office? Were you going to this or that or the other? You know, speak against God's man and what God? He said Aaron's rod budded and it had almonds on it the next morning. There's nobody like Jesus and there is no name like his name. There's nobody like our God. He is the Lord Jehovah. There is nobody beside him. He alone has stretched up the heavens and all that in them is. And he does not have a need of a counselor but he counsels with himself. But in spite of that When he dedicated that temple, Brother Moore, when they set that last piece in order, and they put that ark in its rightful place, and they got all the furniture like it was supposed to be, all of a sudden, Shekinah glory of God come into the house because God was pleased. And it filled the house and the, and the priests couldn't see to get around to minister in the holy place when they came out of the holiest of all. There is a protocol for you to enter into the holiest of all. The song Sister Moore sung this morning. That's why I like it so much. He says, as I come into your presence, past the gates of praise, 
You do not enter. That high priest didn't enter in without praise and worship because that incense table before that, before that curtain that sat right on before the Ark of the Covenant behind the veil, he took that fire from the altar. It took fire from an altar where sacrifice was made. You got to make sacrifice and you got to sacrifice, present your body a living sacrifice. Holding, you got to go by the, the, the altar of prayer and of consecration and of seeking God and take that fire with you in a censer and put that incense on that fire and it creates a sweet smell and savor unto God and it creates a cloud over the mercy seat where God is that you die not when you come into his presence because he's a holy God oh you can come any way you want to that's why the scripture said, these are they clouds without water, foaming, raging foams of the sea, twice dead, plucked up by the root. Dead and don't know it. I can do it my way. Yeah, you can. But it's going to hell. You're going to die lost. Well, I don't believe. No, I did. Yeah, I care whether you believe it or not because you, you got to believe the truth to be saved. But uh, it's not going to change what the Word of God says. It's not going to change what God asked you to do. It was a small thing, Brother Moore, that the man didn't even realize that he was doing something he shouldn't do. But when Uzzah put his, Uzzah put his hand up to, to keep the ark from falling off the cart, God struck him dead. And it wasn't his fault they had it, bringing it in wrong. He said, well, I don't believe God would believe what you want to believe. It don't change anything about the way God looks at stuff. He's holy. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. All he wants you to do is to lay aside who and what you are and what you think. And to take up what I say and what I think. And when you do that, I'll give you what I say and what I think and help you to live what I need for you to live. And then you can say all the things that I need for you to say. Well, praise God. And so they, that, that glory cloud came down. But I'm looking Church, churches today, they want that, uh, that real good feel good. And they, they got the manna. They got a pot of manna. And they're, they're, they're feasting on the good things of God. And, and because they see uh, the, the, the rod of Aaron budding and things that God has done because he loves them and trying to draw them to the truth and to repentance and draw them out of their secular way into the righteousness of God. They feel like that they've got a hold of what they really need. But I'm telling you, there was no Shekinah glory wherever the pot of manna was. And there was no Shekinah glory coming down where the rod of Aaron was that was lost everything that was in that pot 
a manner everything that the rod of Aaron stood for and what was in it and what it meant it all came by what was still in the box the word of God said I will do what you need for me to do and my law and my precepts I will write on your heart but he had it in the box and the commandments of the Lord was kept sure and they were in the box and when they put the box in its right place the word of God came alive and the power and the glory of God came down and sanctioned what they had done in the temple you can have the pot of manna and the budding rod signs wonders Provision, wealth, rich increased with goods and have need of nothing. Where have I heard that before? And know not, you're miserable, naked, wretched, and blind. Laodicea, You know, I don't know if those Philistines took that out or if it was, I, I, I don't know. But here's what I do know. What was left in the box made all the difference. Because when they picked, when they hooked them two milk cows to that thing and, and took their babies and locked them up in a pen back there at home and put that ark on a cart and put those golden mice and whatever the emeralds that they they made and what and you know mice for them lords of the Philistine and all that. But they put the the emeralds. I, I don't know what you think it was. I'm just thinking they they spelled it a little bit wrong. <laughs> it was in their private parts in, in them hemorrhoids. <laughs> Might not have been. That's just that's brother Ford one and one right there. Or you can say a five and seven. Maybe get it down there in the, yeah, don't put it at the very first, <laughs> but uh, get it down there. But uh, <laughs> but when they put them two milk cows of that, and, and, and they had just had them babies, they put them babies back there in a pen, and they put that card on there, said, we're going to know if there's anything, if it's just a chance, or if there's something to this. <laughs> hey, that's the same, I, I I got a feeling they want nothing in there then, Brother Moore. But what was left in that box, it was enough to them old milk cows. They began to low, but they began to make their way back to Jerusalem. They began to make their way back to the land of Israel. And the babies was crying, Mama, Mama, I'm back here. I need you. I know, baby. I know. But God says, I got somewhere to go. I've got a purpose. And I've got a power. I've got an authority. I've got a presence with me that is more than what this world is. It created all things. And I've got to go where it bids me go. Brother Moore, I hadn't thought of any of this stuff and here I am. No wonder it takes me an hour. 
But I feel like this is right. Trying to help somebody. Yeah, they all, they all want to still be. They want, they want the shout and the music and, and dance. And I knew it was coming, Brother Moore. I saw it years ago when I happened upon, I forget where, when, what, but a church service. And it wasn't really a church service. But they were singing gospel music and they had choreographed dancers. And they're not dressed like none of you. Well, we don't want to look like we used to look and we don't want to walk like we used to walk and we don't want people to identify us as part of what we used to be, but we want to kind of blend in. Did you know that God's people have never ever blended in from the very first to the very last? His people are a called out people. They're a peculiar people. They're a royal priesthood. They're not like the rest of the world. They're not supposed to look like the world. They're supposed to look like Jesus. They're supposed to look like Him. I heard J. Vernon McGee say, and when they came out of the land of Egypt, or in the land of Goshen, and they came out, you could tell them from all the Egyptians because they didn't look like them. Even though they'd been in the land of Egypt all of this time, they did not look like them. But they were different. Because God had separated them when he put them in the land. Unbeknownst to them, they thought they were doing it. But God said, no, my people's a separated people. My people's a people that when you go, Abraham, he said, servant, you go get that, you go get my baby, my, my, my boy, a, a, a wife. But you're not going to take her from anybody around here. Listen to me, young people. You get to looking for somebody. Don't you look for somebody that's out yonder somewhere. You, oh, this the, the people that they were in camp with and around about them didn't know God. He said, you go and get me somebody from our father's house that understands a little bit about what I'm saying. But we're not going to be anything entwined with this element that's around us. And he went and got them somebody from his father's house. Look, I'm telling you, God still wants you to be un, not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers as a manner of some is. He said, I want you I want you to stay separate from the world. I want you to be set apart. That's why it says sanctified. Set apart. So when you get to looking, don't go looking out yonder. I know. You don't like to hear that. Don't matter, it's in the book. But what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what fellowship has the temple of God with the temple of Belial, of the devil? 
or Satan. Well, hello. And so they want the they want to dance and shout. They want to feel and they want to have the we still speak in tongues. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. That they all should believe a lie and that they all might be damned. That receive not a love for the truth. You got to love this thing. And you can't let it go. And all the time God is looking. That ark is gone, Brother Moore. But he said, I ain't going to leave you. I ain't going to forsake you. And all the time he's trying to get them to see. It's really not about the box. That's, that's the way I chose. To my habitation. To be among you. But it's not about the box. It's about the God of the box. It's not about the furniture. It's about who the furniture is. Because every part of the furniture of the tabernacle was a part of the body of Christ. A part of the, of the, of the uh, institution of salvation. Death, burial, and resurrection. And so there's a scripture... Isaiah 49 and 15. Look. I know. I know you're in a. Sometimes you're in a place where you. Like I said we don't. We're wondering. You know. I wonder if God remembers where I am. God, first Jesus name Church of Bendale here. You you gave you said you'd given us revival. We've been believing you for 300 souls. Hey God, it's Bendale. Where are you? Lord. I know what I felt. I know what she's told me. I know what I believe. Have you forgot me? But Zion said, Lord hath, the Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Verse 15. This is where all this comes from. Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget. 
Yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. And what I'm here to tell you tonight, I don't, ma- I don't care how dark it may look right now. I don't care what the enemy may be whispering in your mind. I don't care if the heavens may seem like they're brass. And it looks like God ain't doing nothing. But he hadn't forgotten. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you always. Even to the end of the world. Amen. Hey, that woman. That woman that they do and they have. And I've heard some stuff as of late that's even more despicable. And so diabolical. And so demonic. It's hard to wrap you. I, I can't hardly even, I can't, I can't wrap my, my mind around it hardly, brother boy. It tears my heart out of me. But I'm telling you, God said, they may forget. They may birth a child and they may forget about it and cast it aside. But I've called you with a holy calling. I've called you with my blood. I've called you with Calvary. And I have made a place for you that I I have not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that I got in store for you but I have revealed them to you by my spirit saith the Lord he's got it he wants to give it you just gotta know he hadn't forgotten you he knows right where you are he's doing great things for you right now although you can't see it but he's working and he's moving come to the music. I'm done. Oh, seeker of God. Are you hungry for God? He knows where you are. Don't let the enemy lie to you and say, God don't love me. He don't know who I am. He, he's, he, don't see my, he sees your plight. You are created and made in his likeness and in his image. He could have destroyed you more than once. Yeah. I'm of the opinion. Now, everybody's got their opinions, right? And everybody, you know, can... The day that you eat of this fruit, that day you should surely die. And the woman that God had made for Adam, if Adam hadn't eaten of the fruit, what would have happened to the woman? Well, the Bible clearly says in the New Testament, for the woman was into transgression, being deceived. Didn't say Adam was deceived. Adam wasn't deceived. The perfect picture of Christ in the church. He became what she was. He became what we are. We were made in his likeness and image. She was made out of Adam. And for him to watch her die and be destroyed was to watch himself die. 
Moses, move back. And I'll destroy this whole camp and raise you up a people. The heart of the pastor said, no. No. No, Lord. You have to destroy me with them. Because if you do that, they'll say, you weren't able to bring them through. God knows exactly where you are. He could have destroyed us a long time ago. But before the foundation of the world, on a hill far away, stood an old rugged cross. The emblem of suffering and shame. Some preach the cross for this reason, for that. But we preach the cross as liberty for all, as a means to pass from death to life. As a means to get out of the wages of sin and to go through somebody that could pay the price for us all and go through the death, burial, and resurrection, go through the door of the sheepfold. That door is Christ Jesus. It's death, burial, and resurrection. There is no other way. Repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. And receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Just like on the day of Pentecost. There is no other way. And tonight God's saying, I know exactly where you are. I don't forget. My promises are sure. Sister Buford, every once in a while, things don't go my way. And I struggle for a moment, but then I bump up against, I bump up against one of those promises. And I remember, Bradford, sometimes I have a bad day. The enemy brings things to my mind that I wouldn't entertain on my own. And then I bump up against the promise of the Lord. And he tells me. Yeah, they may forget, but I will never forget. My promises are sure. For the promises of God in Christ Jesus, in Him are yea, and in Him they're amen. What do you need from God tonight? God's calling you for a purpose. Would you stand? All over the house, stand. We're going to love the Lord. We're going to worship God. Do you want to pray? Do you feel a need to pray? Look, there's an adversary out there, saint, young person, young believer. He'll do everything in his power. To cause you 
to just kind of brush elbows and to come in and get acclimated. And tell you you're all right. You really don't have to do anything else. And you'll find all kind of excuses in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit. To not seek after God with all your heart. But He'll not take anything less than that. For to purchase what God has, you have to sell it all. Well, how much does the field cost where the treasure's buried? It costs everything. Well, how much is that? For you, it's everything. And for me, it's everything. Yours might be a million bucks. Mine might be five dollars. All my assets, five dollars. And all of yours, five million. The price is the same. It just costs it all. Because the treasure is worth it. Because the treasure is life eternal. The treasure is that pearl of great price. You are that pearl and he is that pearl. He bought you You have to sell yourself to purchase him. Are you willing to just let it all go and say, God, here am I? He said, because I hadn't forgot where you are. I called you to this house for a purpose. I let you hear my good word on purpose. I let you feel my power and my spirit on purpose and you're here on purpose and God has a purpose and he's going to work his purpose if you'll let him how many tonight will say I'll let him see you'd like to come and pray come on sinner saint believer Whoever you are, let's come. I want you all to come and pray. Talk to God tonight. We had a mighty move of the Holy Ghost this morning. I I want God to move for us in every service that same way. I know it's, I'm not the greatest preacher and uh, I can't say things to get you all hyped up. I'm not a real hyped up preacher type of guy. I'm I'm the guy that sticks the pen in the balloon. And then tries to blow it back up at the end. <laughs> Hallelujah. God wants you to know there is a way. There is a highway of holiness. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. There is a way that God has made for you that He wants you to walk therein. Come on, let God be God for you. Acts the second chapter. Acts the second chapter. You can read it for yourself. You won't have you to won't ask. ask anybody else about the Holy Ghost that about Jesus is giving away. Oh, it's for me. 
interested in the rest anybody interested in being put in the land of Goshen anybody interested in the cities that was built for refuge amen when you was in trouble 
Amen. We got something even better than that. We got the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the New Testament. Anybody interested in pursuing after until it, it enveloped you, until it overwhelmed you, until it captivates your mind, and captivates your heart, and rules, amen, and your spirit. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. It's children of God. The only way that we can be sure that God's that sovereign God is when the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And if we're walking by the Spirit of God, we can be assured of one thing. God's going to be with us and God's going to see us through. So if I'll be obedient to the Spirit of God and it's ruling in my life, I don't have to worry about not one single thing. God's going to work it all out, amen, to make sure that his little darling, amen, is victorious. Praise God. Praise God. I really feel something tonight. I want you to sing that song, God Walks the Dark Hills. Amen. Brother Keep, do you mind if we pray with you tonight? I'm not going to say a whole lot about this. I don't know how much is still going out in the airways. And uh, this gentleman's facing about he's facing about 14 weeks. Been away from home and all that. And uh, it's really bothered me whenever he's even making it through. And so I want God to be with him. Yes, right. yes, yes. The test, the trials, and things of that nature, and the way the world, the world, and the direction of it, what it's going into. And, and uh, but you know what? I, I believe. Now, they chose to come here and worship with us. Yeah. And since they've done that, amen, you know what? I'm going to take on responsibility, yeah. amen, as a pastor, amen, to work for him and, yeah. and intercede for him. And you know what? I believe it happened here tonight, an angel to leave this house. Yeah. Yeah. I believe I'm going to send you home about seven weeks early. Yeah. I serve a big God, amen, and he can rule and reign if we'll let him. Oh, yeah. He can rule and reign and he can change hearts and minds and directions. He sees it all. He sees this man. He sees his heart and intent. So, so I just really felt, amen, that we ought to do this tonight. So we're going to pray with him and we're going to ask God to be with him. Right. We're going to ask God to comfort him and yes. direct him. Right. Amen. Uh, uh, Brother Corey, I talked to him Wednesday evening and the struggle already there. And only gone a week or two. I got four more weeks to go. And, and my, you know, my heart goes out to him. And I, I pray for him. And God be with him. I mean, they're not only away from the family, they're away from church. Right. Amen. Now, they're not away from God, but it's different. You ever been there? You'll, you'll see. So they need our prayers. Amen. Yeah. That God will keep them, yeah. provide for them, and work in a way, and even use them to help others. Because see, there's going to be some other men depending on this man. And you know what? God can use this man, amen, amen, to use him to speak to them and help them get the church.
He won't forget. And he walks. He don't forget. In a shadow. My God's a true believer. He had forgot you. Come on. He walks home. Those mountains. He's walking. So high. And he's looking everywhere. He's rivers. Oh, he's he knows where valley. you are and where you're going. And he won't forget you. My God walks everywhere. Yes, to God. And God walks the dark Everywhere. 
that song's telling us God's already walked those 14 weeks to guide our footsteps through those dark nights and dark hills when we don't even know God's already fulfilled the path and all you and I've got to do amen is follow the nail footprints amen of Jesus Christ and the gospel and the word of God and the Holy Ghost we're coming out on the other side pandemic or not or anything else that rises up again the church is going up the church is going to be victorious the blood bought Holy Ghost sealed people is going to make the journey He can lead some three, some million people through a wilderness for 40 years and supply their every need. Cause their clothes not to wear out. The shoes to grow with their feet. <laughs> they don't have to worry about new styles. That's the reason they look different than everybody else. They still had the same they've only had 40 years ago. <laughs> Went wore out. Didn't have no holes in them. That's just an example of a glorified body. Amen. That the church Jesus Christ bought for you and I. Amen. A glorified body won't know anything about pain or agony or sickness or tears. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, hallelujah. I'm telling you, God's on the prowl and doing great mighty things. We're going to be praying, brother. God's going to work it. That old doubt tries to move in. You rebuke it in Jesus' name. Jesus, give me a power over it. Amen, amen. God bless you. You made me see it. Yes, ma'am. Got there and preached on the, the street, one street, 
Remember, Brother Bishop Odom talks about Brother Miller. Miller's the pastor, the man that uh, he went to and helped pastor him and got him kicked off. So that just gives you a little idea of what kind of, when a sacrifice is paid, what great results can happen. Amen. As time unfolds and individuals' lives are touched and ministered and developed and shaped to become a part. And here you and I are. Amen. This coming weekend is going to get to enjoy the bishop coming being with us. Amen. That came a product. Amen. Of this situation she's talking about right here. Don't underestimate your sacrifice for God and just how far it'll go and the impact it can have upon hearts and lives and the outcome of lives. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It's good to all of you in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Brother Ford, for the word of God tonight. Amen. Thank God for the rest. Thank God for, amen, the word that can keep us and provide for us. The word. Now the word. Hallelujah. Two things is missing out of the box, but the word was there. I want to stay with the book. How about you? We want miracles and wonders and signs, but not at the cost of the word. Not just for a front and a show and a put on. Hallelujah. No, we want the word of God and the power thereof. We're begotten by the word. If you read Psalms 119, he talks about the precepts and, and statues and things of that nature. Amen. Put in our hearts, our minds and spirit. That's what's going to keep us in this trying time. Thank God for it tonight. Praise God. Birthdays. Got any birthdays tonight? Praise God. Anybody celebrating a birthday? All right. Branson. Okay. God bless him tonight. Emily, good, God bless her, good to see her, praise God, praise God, all right, anyone else, don't want to miss no one, thank God for birthdays, hallelujah, want that line to be long and, you know, I'll leave it long, praise God. Sing happy birthday. Let's give them a good hand tonight. Celebrate with them. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. In our anniversaries, if we've missed, I didn't see none in the pamphlet, but have we missed any? That's right. Sister Diane, Barry, and Brother Keith. God bless them. We're still believing. We hadn't give up on the promise. Hallelujah. Praise God. One of these nights, he's going to have to sit in here and listen to us sing to him. These happy anniversaries. Thrill him like it thrilled you. 
It will through you that night. I promise you. God bless her. Let's sing. them a good hand tonight. God bless them. Amen. Amen. Just don't forget, Brother Williams, to be with us Wednesday night. Invite somebody. Amen. Let's come. Let's come and just uh, look and expecting, amen, the outpouring of God, the touch of the Lord. And, and amen, you know, who knows? He may decide to preach two and a half hours here, but we'll hang in here with him. Praise God. Amen. Love you. Appreciate you. Let's stand together. Amen. Just pray for those that wasn't here. Amen. That God would keep them, bless them, help them. If they're sick, to be healed. Other things get out of the way. They can be back in the house of God with us. God bless you. Appreciate you.